Let's be honest. Life's hard sometimes. We get discouraged, struggle in our faith, and it's easy to feel alone. Despite how you might feel sometimes, know that God's got your back. And so do we. Vision's prayer line team are ready to pray for whatever you're going through. Text your prayer request to 0401 132 888 and we will be praying for you. Or click prayerline at vision.org.au. That's 0401 132 888 or vision.org.au. It's another way Vision is helping you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. We're going to talk spiritual parenting as a father or a mother. Of course, a relational idea, but very much a Bible idea. Much of our time is spent, invested in temporary things, and not much of our time is invested into things eternal. So when we talk about this word discipleship, we know it's a Bible word, but ways we understand that Bible word might come to us in other terminology like mentoring or coaching or parenting. Now, you might have heard the idea of fast faith, uh, the way of getting sinners saved uh, as the only objective for Christian believers. Well, sometimes we have to shake ourselves and get a glimpse of the bigger picture. Tony McLennan is joining us. He's leading what's known as the God Revolution with a view to raising up 10,000 soul winners. He's a former army officer and business practitioner with a strategic mindset for developing systems and strategies for solving problems. And he's applying these skills to the Great Commission. So a special welcome to 2020 to you, Tony McLennan. Thank you very much, Neil. Lovely to be on the program. Uh, Tony, you are a former military officer and uh, you've worked in corporate business environments where you're looking at strategies. Is this time for a God revolution? All these other revolutions that are going on at the moment, uh, is this time for something a little different? Well, I would have to say, Neil, that it's more than time. Unspeakable things have been happening in Australia and New Zealand in the last few years, causing many of God's children to cry out to God for our nations and wickedness has taken root in our lands in ways that we could not have anticipated. In fact, practices once considered evil are being heralded as good and those who promote Christianity are considered to be evil and that a darkness really is descending upon our people. But there's a new trend, a great light has been dawning over the past few years. In particular, I've seen firsthand that God is himself making himself real to people as we and others have talked to them about Jesus. And the impact of these visitations has been nothing short of astonishing. Well, we want to talk today about spiritual parenting. And if we're talking in the context of a God revolution, if we're talking also in the context of all of these other revolutions that have been going on, a sexual revolution, a socialist revolution, a secular humanist revolution, there's got to be some sort of a focus on how we in fact, concretely talk about faith in the life of a believer. And and when we've talked on earlier occasions, we've talked about how you break the ice, how you get into a conversation about leading someone to Christ. And today we're getting a little deeper because we're talking about a spiritual parenting, the responsibility we might have for someone who is a new believer. When we talk big picture things like this, Tony, how do you see it? Well, Just to uh, give a bit of context to it all, uh, the God Revolution is an initiative put together by the Australia for Jesus Network, 
which we uh, I've co-founded along with uh, uh, some other Christians across the nation. Following my involvement with Bible League as CEO, as I've been around, I could see the churches were, were majoring, sometimes in minors. And I don't want to be overly critical of the church because I don't know every church or every situation, but the fact is, unless we have a, a counter-revolution against the tide of wickedness that's running through our nation, uh, then uh, we are going to see a continuation of the darkness that's been creeping in. Now, having said that, to answer your question about spiritual parenting, we came up with a very simple construct for the Australia for Jesus Network, and that simple construct is simply uh, to pray for the lost, present the gospel, and parent spiritually those who come to faith. And, of course, we're focusing uh, on that last of the three Ps, you might say, uh, parenting spiritually or spiritual parenting because that is absolutely key to making sure that people survive as Christians and become fruitful in what is otherwise a hostile world. So you're talking about the life of Christ in the individual believer but being multiplied in many others and in order for that to happen it's more than a fast faith idea of winning a convert that actually involves a level of parenting and support along the progress of a believer becoming strong and mature. Absolutely. In fact, if we we can take a great lead from the the apostles Paul and Peter and Paul brings this out so well. He says, We were gentle among you, just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children. This is from the book of Thessalonians. And as you know, how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you, as a father does his own children, that you would walk worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. So that, that's a little quote from 1 Thessalonians 2, uh, verses 7 to 11. And elsewhere, Paul says, I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten while in my chains. Now, of course, Paul was not the, the, the natural father of Onesimus, who's mentioned in Philemon chapter 1, verse 10. Uh, Paul was the spiritual father of Onesimus. And that highlights the fact that every time someone is led by the Holy Spirit and enabled by the Holy Spirit to bring someone to saving faith in, in Jesus Christ and consequently come into a real relationship with God, then that person who's done that is their spiritual father or mother. And that could be the person who was witness to them and brought them to church or some meeting or actually sat down with them, actually shared the gospel. So the, the life of that person that's doing the witnessing, that's doing the sharing of the gospel, is being transferred by the Holy Spirit, as it were, uh, to the new believer, and they are begotten. And that's why Paul said, My little children, how have I begotten you through the gospel? So that's how the whole parenting thing unfolds. Okay, and when you talk about values in a society... And I know you describe the way there have been changes in the values that we have here in Australia and throughout Western society, the anything-goes type of values. And what you're saying is that when someone comes to Christ and there's a transaction of the heart, uh, Christ comes and lives in the believer, there is a responsibility on that one who's leading that individual to Christ, whether it be a boy, girl, man, woman, uh, to help people align themselves with God's righteousness. So you've got to be able to sort through the anything-goes values and be able to identify what those values are that are the values of a believer. 
Well, these things, uh, you're quite right, those things need to be teased out, as it were, by the discipler or the spiritual coach or the spiritual parent uh, by sitting down with people on a regular basis. And uh, I'm currently interfacing with quite a number of people one-on-one. And, you know, I, I, I think you would have heard of the Navigators. I'm actually very much involved in the Navigators and have been for years. I know I was just listening to Jim Wallace speaking at a Bible League dinner last night, and he was talking about how he was very carefully parented by a navigator when he was at the Royal Military College at Duntroon. And uh, I've, I've, I've wonderfully been touched by these men and these women who uh, will sit down and actually go through the scriptures over a period of time to see that that foundation is established. And when you transfer that into the natural world of spiritual parenting uh, and, and look at our, our natural children, who, who would want to leave uh, his or her children on the doorstep of somebody else? Imagine, imagine a lady going to hospital having a baby and the, the proud parents come home and they decide to leave the, the baby on someone else's doorstep. It would never happen. I mean, it used to happen amongst the very poor people and in some nations where life is not highly regarded. But we would be horrified today if that, if that happened. And, of course, there are some rare instances where it does happen in the natural. But it unfortunately happens in the spiritual realm all the time. People are left on someone else's doorstep and we have a dire responsibility to look after those whom we bring forth uh, in grace and faith to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we don't actually do the, born, the, 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 the birthing in as much as we're, we're not the originator of the life, but we are definitely cooperating with God in a very close and intimate way, and therefore we have that responsibility as you described. Uh, well, Tony, some might argue that parenting practices have slipped when it comes to families. The idea of a very permissive society often comes down to a permissive parenting style and the idea that, uh, well, you wouldn't let your dog out at night to run with the pack, but somehow or other people are very happy to let their children out to run with the pack and get into all sorts of trouble and be influenced by all sorts of values. There is a certain sense, isn't there, when we're talking parenting, spiritual parenting, uh, you have to realign yourself to some good parenting practice so that you are caring for and protecting your children. Absolutely, and uh, look, the, the reason that these things are happening that you just described so ably there, Neil, is because people are taking their lead from secular humanism, this false religion that is a deception that says you don't really need all these laws, you can do what you like, and in fact you're the centre of your own universe, you can actually make your own decisions, you don't have to be regarding to anyone else. Uh, you know, just mind your own business and don't don't discriminate against anyone and, and so forth and just get on and do with things, but never mind the consequences. And that this, this false religion, secular humanism, that is the present world, uh, that man is the centre of everything, uh, has the reflection or has the result of people abandoning the truth of God's word, the Bible. So when it comes to correcting children, for example, uh, that sort of thing is done very, very poorly by parents and parents give in to children requests all the time whereas the bible says that we should chasten our children uh, and correct them and bring them up in the nurture and admonition admonition meaning warning of the lord warning uh, that there's trouble ahead if uh, you don't do certain things so that to the to the secular humanist sounds harsh and confining and so forth but you see the difference over the years where people haven't uh, looked after their children well, or they've been too permissive, they go in 
blindfolded into a world which is full of all sorts of traps and end up as scrap heaps or on the scrap heap of life instead of actually being the uh, great achievers they could be or great contributors to, bio, to, to the life and uh, society that they are heading into. So they, these principles are all drawn from the Word of God. And you've probably heard it said, Neil, that uh, amongst the many motivational speakers are out there, there seem to be more these days than ever before. Uh, if you research the, the better ones, a lot of them have actually drawn their wisdom from the Bible. And uh, that just shows you that that's what we've got to get back to. We've got to get back to uh, absorbing God's wisdom. You know, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. Do not, do not rely on what you think you know, I think the New Living Translation says. But in all your ways, uh, put him first, and then all your efforts, as the Living Bible states, uh, will be crowned with success. Just over a minute away from the news, Tony, but uh, when we think of uh, the pastor at church, uh, we're thinking of a fatherhood model, but you're wanting to bring this whole idea of parenting, uh, spiritual parents, uh, not to the church leader, but to people who are ordinarily uh, parking themselves on the pew in church on a Sunday and to mobilize and motivate those ones to actually become parents themselves, parents of those around them in church life, parents of those new believers. Exactly, and look, it's every pastor's dream to make sure that he's got soul winners and disciple makers in his congregation. And as he looks over, or as she looks over, as the case may be, the congregation that says, where are those I can really count on to look after people and to see them grow up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, uh, it'd be every pastor's wildest dream to see that happening more and more. What can often happen in churches is that the pastor can de default to a teaching ministry and one that is not necessarily empowering people to take action. And so through the Australia for Jesus network, what we're doing... Tony, we'll continue the conversation talk some more about that. We are about okay. to go to news. I want to invite Very listeners good. to join the conversation. Tony, let's take a call from Anne in Labrador in Queensland. Hello, Anne, welcome along. Yeah, thank you again. Listen, um, I just thank you. I was listening to you about parents and, and that and how... Quite a few people, um, even in my life when I was younger, um, didn't get, you know, sort of discipleship and stuff like that. But what happened was I had a lady who was there in the church. She was an elderly lady and we got um, got together and I went to her house a couple of times and had a meal and stuff like that, um, which helped a lot, you know, in my life because... My mum was a little bit, but my dad, no, he was not interested in anything like that at all. And so that's, that was um, very interesting. Anne, thank God for elderly ladies. And yes, I, I want to ask uh, Tony a response for Anne, because uh, sometimes people got more time on their hands, but if yeah. you don't have much time, you've got to make some time. Yeah, that's right. But Tony, yeah, let's get a response from you. Yeah. Yes, uh, well, I'm very happy to hear Anne's experience because I can reflect on the same sort of things and it's just so exciting to see people taking that initiative of helping others walking in the truth. And uh, the, the question of um, time is that uh, we always make time for things that are our highest priorities. And if we, we belong to Jesus ourselves, uh, realise that he took the time to go to Jericho to find Zacchaeus. Uh, he was watching out for Nathaniel under that fig tree. And uh, he took the time to look after that woman who was taken in adultery. And he went looking to find the man who was blind, had been thrown out of the temple after being healed. So 
what I'm saying is that Jesus uh, probably could have been the busiest person on the planet with all that he had to do, but he took time to zoom in on individuals. And that's what we do. And I think that Anne's uh, story about how she's been so built up in her faith and strengthened, and then, then Anne has the opportunity to do the same for others. And that's really what I'm doing as well, because I had a wonderful mentor in Roger Anderson, a navigator back in 1994, and subsequently uh, Ian McIntosh, who took over from him. And uh, that really set me on a path of uh, spiritual growth, spiritual development, and importantly, spiritual fruitfulness. And from Labrador, thank you so much for your input today on 2020. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to join in our conversation, it's an interesting thing to hear your perspective and uh, reflecting on Anne and her story because so many Christians... Uh, those who have uh, still stayed in church life can reflect on their own discipleship. There's always somebody in the picture on days gone by, Tony. There's always someone who uh, extended a hand of friendship, uh, put an arm around your shoulder when some stuff was going wrong. There's always somebody there. And really, there must be an awful lot who have slipped through the net because someone wasn't there. What are your thoughts? Well, that that is true. The uh, the, the the net, as we call it, I, I remember um, one particular church called it the Net of Love, or the Network of Love, uh, where we are seeking to preserve and help people be sustained. The fact is that we become, when we lead someone to Jesus, and uh, that person prays and invites Christ to come into his or her heart, he becomes a new child of God, and we become his spiritual father or mother. And uh, so how wonderful that we can, in cooperation with the Holy Spirit, bring forth or beget a new creature in Christ. And so that's the heart of Paul, and uh, that's the heart of Jesus, of course. Peter makes reference to this when he says, Desire earnestly as newborn babes the sincere milk of God's word. So that needs to be our heart. So we have to be very mindful of these things. And and unfortunately, Neil, uh, spiritual parenting is rare. Uh, a lot of people go to church as a process, and church today is actually nothing like church was in the New Testament. But there are churches more and more who are coming on board who are seeing that what happens on Sunday is really only the tip of the iceberg. The real thing that happens is when people like Anne's friend reach out to others and take people through a process of growth in Christ. If we could begin with assurance of salvation, how to overcome temptation, how to get a, a quiet time with God on a daily basis, you know, how to see answers to one's prayers and the development of faith and baptism, uh, those sort of things. Now, churches do attempt these things, but often they attempt them as, as almost sacramental processes, whereas the relationship is actually key to bringing this on and helping. And that's why you see a big growth in the life coach industry, uh, Neil. That is really a substitute for what has not been happening in homes and what's been happening in churches. You know, as I'm reflecting on what you're saying, Tony, I'm thinking that in almost every church, uh, there'll be a body of believers, and sometimes it's a smaller number, sometimes it's numbering in the thousands. But out of those, uh, those body of believers, there'll be a few who have a real passion for soul winning and evangelism. And sometimes we leave it to the church minister or a visiting guest speaker to cast the net and to bring people to a point where they can make a decision to follow Christ. Now, sometimes here, this is uh, the interesting thing I think that you're touching on, 
It's the body of believers who are in church. Even if they didn't win that soul, there's a parenting responsibility that can come into play here because the idea of spiritual parenting wraps arms around those newcomers to church. Uh, Let's not even call them new converts, but newcomers to church, the new faces that you might see on a Sunday. Is that a fair enough way of saying uh, this is why everyone has to be involved? Don't leave it to the person who's on follow-up duty uh, because everybody here is required. Yeah, well, it's a ridiculous model because why would you expect a general to do all the fighting? He's got to direct the battle, if we can use a military example. And the pastor is, in most churches I've met, I have really appreciated the men and women who have a pastor's heart. Now, I'm an evangelist, and I have to work alongside pastors, and I have a great desire to help pastors. I've helped several pastors, and every time we've seen a bevy of people come to faith and go on to serve the Lord in those churches, and it's been so exciting because we've set up a mechanism to have that happen. So the pastor can wish as long as he likes and the people can hope as much as they like, but until you actually have a training process, until you're running seminars, until you're helping people uh, actually form a team in the organization, in the church itself, the local church, that are actually praying for the lost, presenting the gospel, and parenting spiritually, until you actually have that embedded in the church, you'll only just have people wishing and hoping. And uh, that's the sad thing. And that's why, unfortunately, you've had to have organizations set up that are sort of extra church or parachurch. Now, I I hasten to add that Australia for Jesus is uh, an embedded local church ministry where we help the local pastor to raise up these spiritual parenting types of people, these disciples in the local church, and that people can become spiritual coaches of others through this process. And they'll be a real blessing and they'll be blessed in the process as well. Then I'll see great har- a great harvest of righteousness come about. We're taking calls on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. We're talking about spiritual parenting. At Robin in Mount Morgan. Hello, Robin. Yes, hello. Um, I've forgotten the guy's name. This but, is Tony. Um, Tony. Tony. Yes, you're absolutely spot on, and everything you're saying. Um, a couple of the preachers that I listen to are often saying that church in these last days is going to go back to the homes and I'm already seeing that and I'm actually coming across people that don't want to go to the churches but are really really hungry. I've got one lady that's um she has a, a Jehovah's Witness coming to her you know each week and sometimes she gets confused and she comes over to me. I, I try not to argue doc- doctrine um, but I just keep pointing it back to the Bible. In fact she is doing that anyway. She says I just find it because she's been given a Jehovah's Witness Bible, but she says, I've just preferred to go back to the Bible. I want to go there. But sometimes she has questions, and uh, so I've given her tapes and DVDs and whatever like that. So I'm finding this quite quite often. There's two consequences from the world, the way, there's, the, way the world is now, is that people have a lot of problems, so you've got to be careful. Um, you've got to be careful that um, you've got some backup or whatever when these people involve you in their problems. But two, the second one, because of the state of the world, people are really, really hungry, but they're not always wanting to go to the churches. Some interesting points you're raising there, Robin. A response from Tony McLennan. Yeah, well, it is unfortunate, but uh, really Robin is acting as a very, very important intermediary to a soul winner, really, and a disciple maker. And I just suggest, Robin, that you get hold of the australiaforjesus.org.au little presentation called The Way of Life and run that by that lady. You can put it on your mobile phone or you can show it off your computer. And, and it really, 
exalts the fact that Jesus, the Son of God, has come to be amongst us. And, uh, and of course, the Jehovah's Witnesses uh, teach uh, much, much false doctrine and great deception in this. There's a real deception. And, and as Robin prays for this lady, uh, intercedes for her, the, the cloud of, uh, of um, deception will depart. But there you are. There, you are, there you've got a, a person who is a real got a real heart for... Uh, someone that God's laid on their heart and is taking care of them in the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, just listening to Robin, a very articulate woman, a very capable woman, and uh, this person just needs love and prayer. And I, I would suggest, Robin, if you uh, pray with this lady, you probably have been already, but if you're praying with this lady about particular needs in her life, that will also help to show that you're walking the true path rather than the uh, the false path that uh, is being courted or being uh, thrust in her face by the Jehovah's Witnesses. So I want to commend uh, her for doing that and encourage Robin uh, to um, perhaps look a little bit deeper into the simple process we have of praying for the lost, of presenting the gospel, and then parenting spiritually those who actually do pray the sinner's prayer and invite Jesus into their life. Thank you so much to Robin. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316 if you'd like to join in our conversation. And uh, as an interesting sideline to one of the points Robin raises there, and when we talk about uh, some groups that we might describe as having an error in the way that they present a theological truth, uh, and uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses have been mentioned this morning, but there are a lot of groups, uh, some that will fall into a category of being what we'd call a cult, uh, some that are quite dangerous, some that are very, very deceptive and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and certainly can lead people astray. The interesting thing here that we're talking about, having a, a, a Christian spiritual parenting idea, is that there's been strategy behind those cults and the way that they work. Uh, Tony, and uh, there's something that we need to sit up and take notice of because it's not a set and forget and she'll be right made idea. Actually, discipleship does mean that we have to have some level of strategic involvement. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah, you'll notice that you know, the Mormons have their people going out two by two and the Jehovah's Witnesses uh, visiting on Saturday mornings or regularly around the districts carrying their bags and and putting out their false material, and sometimes quite well-presented material, I might add, uh, but, but entirely false and uh, based on very, very specious interpretations of the Scripture and, of course, always backed up by a second book. Characteristic of all the cults is that they, they have a second book, which then becomes the, the main book that people drift into. Now, one of the things about the, the beginning for, for Jesus' disciples was to be fishers of men, and that the continuation of that is to lovingly train, coach, and befriend people, which is the go and make disciples. So they're like the bookends of Jesus' statement. And we need to be obedient. It's so easy for the church to fall back into forms, you know, two or three hymns, a nice sermon, uh, perhaps a cup of coffee after church and go home and you've done your duty. And that, that is nothing like what church uh, ever was in the New Testament and in the years that followed, where they were leading a God revolution. Just imagine, Neil, by about 330 AD, crucifixion was abolished by the emperor. The emperor himself had become a Christian, and Christianity became the dominant religion, and paganism just completely faded away. And that happened in every culture. Have you ever wondered... Uh, Neil, about you know the impact of Saint Patrick and Saint Columba, who went to the you know Ireland, Ireland and went to Scotland, yeah. and uh, the impact they had, or Saint Cuthbert, 
th- those guys were up against rabid, wicked uh, cults and all sorts of things like that, but they just went in with the pure gospel, uh, the healing power of Jesus, the deliverance from sin and the devil, and uh, before you knew it, the whole nation, even including you know, the, the kings and rulers, they gave up paganism for what it is. Now, what are we seeing today? The devil very cleverly, through secular humanism, creating an environment where people can say, well, I can be my own God. I can set the rules for myself, no matter whether I hurt anybody else if it comes to that. And I can set the rules how people have to behave so that uh, my particular sin, I'm protected and insulated from other people's potential criticism or uh, their discriminatory behavior towards me because I, I act in a certain way. All of those clever things mean that there are many traps out there for the disciple maker, for the, for the soul winner, but we will prevail because God is setting us on a course where, uh, where sin abounds, grace does the much more abound. I bet you've read that, Neil. <laughs> That's right. Tony McLennan is our guest. He is leading what is called the God Revolution. Uh, we've mentioned it a time or two, but just to say, australiaforjesus.org.au is the website you can go to, and there are downloads there. Uh, not only of uh, some video presentations, but also of some great resources that you can read. Helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. We're talking spiritual parenting. Tony McLennan, our guest, leading the God Revolution. We are taking calls. Let's take a call from Elle in Slacks Creek. Hello, Elle. Welcome along. Hi, how are you? Very well. What are your thoughts? Uh, Tony, I... I've been listening to all your comments and videos like that. The last uh, lady about, you talk about the Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons. Uh, I'd suggest that the, the people who are involved in these things read chapter 14 of John. Okay. Especially, especially the uh, 14.6 where it says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father but through me. Yeah, very good, very good. Good thoughts there, and before we lose the track of our conversation, and uh, we won't get uh, off uh, track uh, talking about uh, cults or those who might have an error in the way that they uh, would uh, teach, uh, that's a good uh, passage to point people to, but we'll probably save a deeper discussion about that uh, for another day. Thank you so much to Elle from Slacks Creek. Uh, One more very quick call. Let's hear from Chris in Oakville in New South Wales. Hello, Chris. Oh, uh, oh, good morning. Um, yes, I'm probably off topic for you, but um, I'm just concerned about some of this uh, prosperity teaching. It just seems to be leading people off the uh, the track. Um, uh, yeah, Chris, I think we won't get into that because we haven't got a lot of time, uh, but it is another issue for another day, and uh, from time to time we do talk about finance, about money, about prosperity, and uh, bring a biblical account of those. But, uh, Chris, thank you so much for your call today. We are running short of time. Just a couple of minutes remaining in our conversation. I wanted to ask you about the resources. Uh, we mentioned the website australiaforjesus.org.au, Tony. That's the place where you can download some great resources. One of the things that you are looking to do, though, is uh, get people to be a part of this network, 10,000 soul winners. Uh, How's that all work? Well, the people only need to go to the website, and what we are doing is we're providing seminars, webinars, radio offers through Vision itself, of course, booklets, resources, church presentations, personal coaching, real stories with real people, 
so that the, the best access point is australiaforjesus.org.au to get the ball rolling. And when, when people sign up there, they'll get a copy of the Way of Life presentation of the Gospel, and they'll get a copy of a book called Bringing Others to Jesus. And that can help them not, not only present the Gospel well, but know what the first steps are to take in looking after people who are coming to faith as a result of their efforts. Now, with vision, of course, I'm very, very excited about this, and as a result of both your uh, intervention, Neil, and of course that of uh, uh, Phil Edwards, uh, your CEO for vision, uh, we'll be rolling out the God Revolution theme in uh, in October. And uh, on that will be a whole series of films and instruction as well. It's going to be a great uh, opportunity for people to get hold of the not only the documentation that we've prepared for this, but, but even perhaps uh, get their church involved. So we're, we're saying to listeners, if you have a church where the pastors are, are wanting to uh, engage more with people, bring people to Jesus, the simple process we have uh, has been working. It's been working for me for, for many, many years. There's a whole lot of people who have come to Christ and have gone on to lead others to Jesus and help them to walk victoriously in Him. And so it's not just me, it's, uh, there's quite a team of us uh, who are working in this way. And so I want to uh, really encourage people to come on board with this. We're working very closely with vision, and this is not something just to, for the next five minutes. This is something that we're doing for the years to come together. And uh, we're going to be helping to strengthen local churches. And everywhere we're going, I, I have to say this, Neil, sometimes I've been to churches which were really uh, not, not succeeding that well in terms of reaching out, and they were diminishing and in one particular church, they, they, the, the pastor wrote a, a report and said more people had come to the Lord in that year than he'd had in 17 years. Mm-hmm. So um, we're, we're seeing uh, real shoots of new life coming sometimes from minimal effort. And this tells me that God is on our case. And if we were just summarizing these things we've been talking about today, a, a reprioritizing of some of the values that we have as believers and as churches uh, to not just win a soul or watch others win a soul, but actually become something of a spiritual parent, a mentor, a coach. And those principles apply in helping people be discipled and raised up to a level of maturity where they can then take that which was within them and help then others. That's the way the whole discipleship process works. Uh, Tony McLennan, uh, just a great lot of good insights today. And I'll just encourage listeners, become one of those 10,000 soul winners. Uh, You can find out how to do that on the Australia for Jesus website, australiaforjesus.org.au. That's australiaforjesus.org.au. Tony McLennan, thanks so much for uh, taking time to, uh, to share your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. It's been an absolute blessing, Neil. Thank you for asking me to come on the program. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.